and welcome to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hull, and joining me once again this week is my Halo-loving companion, Clay Dotson. What up, Dave? What are you doing? I'm sitting here hanging out in Hartville, Ohio, about 40 miles south of Cleveland. Just hanging out here for work. Nice. Play a little Halo 2. I'm actually about to be done with this game, but yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff, man. There's been lots of uh, crazy news going on lately. Yes, there has. Uh, before we dive right in, uh, let's uh, talk just a little bit on the podcast side again this week. Uh, we will... I don't know what's going to happen, Clay. We're going to go to Thursday and uh, have some twins. Uh, my wife and I, so, well, she is, but I'll be there for moral support. Um, Man, you know, advances in medical technology have really taken away the fun behind you never know when your wife's going to give birth. I think she's ready. Trust me. You saw her the other night. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, it's great yeah. that the advances have happened, but uh, so, you know, it takes away the old but, fun of just not knowing. Um, I don't know schedule for next week or anything like that yet. Uh, we may or may not have one. We may have a uh, little uh, snack-sized episode, as Clay likes to call it. We'll just have to kind of play it by ear. But um, just wanted to get that out up front, let you guys know there might might be a little delay. I don't know yet, Clay. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it later. So uh, anything you want to mention real quick, we're going to dive right into it because there's a lot of news this week and a couple of crazy things to talk about. So... Uh, anything you want to bring up? I feel like I had something to bring up. I just it just can't come to mind right now for some reason. It's been a long day. Did it have anything to do? Long with day. Of, go ahead. Oh, it's been a long day just sitting there listening to people talk for like eight hours. Yeah, those are the best. Uh, did it have anything to do with Wolverine number one? No, I still haven't read it yet. I read it. Uh, how was it? It was a brisk uh, sixty pages. I still don't know how happy I am about paying eight bucks for a comic book. How was the art in it? Because I know uh, that both of them are going to be doing so, double duty on the title. Okay. I have to correct my correction from last week because my correction from last week was wrong. It's not Andy Kubert. It is Adam Kubert. And that's what I thought all along. But the article I pulled up the other night said Andy Kubert. So you're beginning to confuse people, man. They just don't know what to think anymore. That's all right. I confuse myself. But it is Adam Hubert, and I can't remember who did the art on the second story right now, but uh, I enjoyed uh, both artists. Um, I actually uh, think I like the artist on the second story better than the first, than Adam Hubert. I uh, saw some glimpses of his art, yeah. and it is beautiful. Well, um, it deals with the vampire nation, that story does. Uh, yeah. Omega Reds in it. Um, it's a, it's really good. I like both stories. Um, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be not going to be eight dollars every time because uh, I don't think it will be. It's just this was number one. Yeah, so. I know. I know it was two, two, basically two issues in one. So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, other than that, comic book wise, I think that's it. Um, I watched some more Discovery. 
I know I said that I caught up on Picard, I think, last week and uh, really digging more. Did you get to watch it? Did you get caught up? No, I still haven't. I keep you forgetting to catch up on that. that latest episode, episode five, seven of nine. It's, uh, it's really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a nice change of pace compared to the previous four episodes. Uh, but uh, I also suggest you watch Discovery. Um, I've been on this real big Star Trek kick. Um, I even started watching a little uh, The Next Generation just from having watched all, watching all this Picard stuff. So, anyway, uh, Clay, anything you said? Nothing else you wanted to mention? Not right now. I mean, I really can't think of anything. I mean, I had a good birthday. Yes, that went good. Happy, happy belated birthday. Um, I'm sorry that the GoFundMe page did not live up to your expectations. It's okay. We will try again. I can't believe I had to pay into it, though. I, I, well, I never paid into a GoFundMe we page had, before. We had money in it, but people kept withdrawing. Withdrawing? Yeah, I think they realized what they were donating to, and they uh, uh, yes. they started pulling out. But uh, we will try again next year, see what happens on that. That's right. so. My heart will go on. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, let's dive right into it, though, Clay. Uh like, like we said earlier, a lot of crazy news. Um, we're just going to hit on a few of them. Uh, first up, did you catch the Transformers War for Cybertron trailer that Netflix dropped yeah, this week? Yeah, I saw somebody put that on the page, man. That was really cool looking. I really, it. uh, That's good, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it, Very impressed by it. It, it, it brings brings you back to the G1 stuff. It's not. I don't think it's uh, G1 per se. Actually, I know it's not. But it has more of the look and feel of the G1 era, so um, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's actually a three-film trilogy. Uh, chapter 1 got the first teaser, which is the one we saw this weekend, titled Siege. Uh, it takes place in the closing hours of the Autobot Decepticon Civil War, with both sides considering some rather desperate choices. Um uh, I don't know, I'm pretty excited. It doesn't give a release date on this article uh, I have in front of me from IGN. But, uh, so I didn't realize it was three parts. How long is each part? Uh, it does not say on here. I think it's full-length movie. Well, I don't know if it's a full-length movie or what, but, um, so there's going to be... Oh, okay, that's the showrunners. I thought it had the titles for the... Re oh, yeah. Here, no release date for Chapter 1, uh, nor 2, which is titled Earthrise. Uh, but you... And they don't say what the third one is titled, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that Optimus Prime... So what are the other generations referred to as, then? I mean, we've got Gen 1. There's Gen 1. Have you... Gen 1's that we're going to go down this Transformers rabbit hole. Uh, I think it was Glenn suggested that we should talk about that. I know Isaac is, uh, when I posted this, he was, and before, he's a huge Transformers fan. Uh, I think we're going to dive into some of this some, but uh, there's there's the Gen 1, and then from there you've got like the Beast Wars stuff and so on and so forth. I don't know. I thought Beast Wars was connected to Gen 1. It right. is. It, that's what I'm saying. It's a... Uh, uh, I never followed that much of it past the Gen 1 stuff, the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we'll see. And the crappy movies, of course. <clears throat> I was surprised. I thought that Peter Cullen was going to be Optimus Prime in this because it sounded like him. 
but it's not. Actually, none of the original voice actors are coming back for this one. So oh, wow. That's kind of disappointing, but, you know, that's all right. That's the way it is. Uh, it says that uh, Bumblebee, Ultra Magnus, Jetfire, Wheeljack, and Ironhide are some of the Autobots, and Decepticons include Shockwave, Soundwave, Starscream, Skywarp, and Megatron, of course, too. Megatron. I, I know I saw some more in there, too, but that's just the ones that they list in this article. Um... I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, it's the most ex- most excited I've been about a uh, uh, Transformers thing in quite a while, actually. I've been kind of excited a lot with a lot of stuff Netflix has been putting, or at least has been putting their name on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of this anime, like that. I did like the Castlevania, which I, wore, I watched probably half of that. Season three is getting ready to drop. And, uh, I never realized that Warren Ellis wrote that, and so that's awesome. Friend of the show, TJ, uh, loves it. Uh, he's tried to get me to watch it. I don't know why I haven't. Uh, just like everything else, just because I don't hardly have time, I guess. Right. But um, I, I'm with you. It seems like they're really up in their game. I don't know if it has to do with uh, Disney Plus and so on and so forth, but they've had a lot of good content coming out here lately. So we'll see where it goes. Plus, you know, they're losing big stuff. I know you don't like Friends, but they lost Friends, and they'll lose... The office before too long, although they do pick up Seinfeld, so you know, and we both know how good Seinfeld is, so oh, oh yeah, we shall, see. we shall see. But yeah, I think we should uh, maybe use one of our snack sized episodes as a Transformers centric one. Talk yeah. about the history of the Transformers because mm. you know, there's been a lot, there's been a lot. I mean. You know, there's even the kids' shows and stuff like that, too. So, like, I don't, there's a bunch of stuff. And then you got all the IDW comic stuff, which is supposed to be really good. I know they just wrapped up a years-long storyline. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it and see what we think. Um, mm-hmm. Could be good. Um, moving on from that one, though, Clay, uh, they dropped the... Uh, specs on the Xbox Series X this week, and we—I know we talked about it a little bit off air. That was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, yeah, didn't think they were going to drop them that early. So there's a lot of. It's supposed to be, you know, it's, I don't really understand a lot of this jargon. It's got what twelve, 12 theropods and tribotrops and you, here, other I'll, words used in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I shall read this article from. Uh, IGN and give you an idea of what we're looking at. Mm, Excellent. So, Xbox Series X will have 12 teraflops, which I will explain teraflops. I believe it does in this one. I won't, but it will in this article, I believe. Uh, 12 teraflops of GPU power supports backwards compatibility back to the original Xbox. Uh, Includes hardware accelerated ray tracing. Supports up to 120 frames per second and supports quick resume for multiple games simultaneously. So that's most of what was put out in this one. It says uh, on the on the power and speed side, uh, Phil Spencer points out the Series X custom AMD processor capable of 12 teraflops. 12 teraflops is the new go-to word. You know what? 12, yeah. you remember when it was uh, how many bits you had? Oh yeah. So now we're oh, yeah, sixty four bits, man. Mm-hmm. Now we're in yeah. flops. How many flops have you got? 
but anyway, capable of 12 teraflops of GPU performance, which he says will result in a higher frame in higher frame rates and larger worlds. Uh, alongside that, variable rate shading support will allow the developers to Praetorian. So. <laughs> Uh, prioritize how effects are applied to their games, resulting in more stable frame rates and higher resolution, with no impact on the final image quality. He also says that hardware-accelerated DirectX ray tracing will be a first for consoles. Did you get all that? Do you understand all that? I, I saw an article where it was like almost six. I mean, it's, it's faster. Then sixteen hundred game cubes combined. So that means it's what fourteen thousand Nacho Belgrandes faster. Is that where? Is that how that works? I think, I think that's how the math works out. It right. could be okay. Chalupas, but it's probably Belgrandes, I would think. So uh, does this? I know you're already excited, but does this get you any more excited? You keep hearing, uh, this was rumored a long time ago that it was going to be 12 teraflops. Yeah. Teraflops, good God. Well, I was about to say teratrops you know, or we, something. We sit and make fun of Brandon and how he can't talk, and we're both yeah. stumbling over everything. That's what we get for making fun of Brandon. I'm really curious. I mean, Microsoft's come out swinging with all these, like, very pro-gamer announcements. Mm-hmm. I like right now what they're doing with the whole uh, the smart update where if you were to purchase a game that comes yeah. out on the Xbox One, You'll automatically uh, get whatever other upgrade. Versions. Yeah, if you get the Xbox Series X, whatever. I, I like that. It's pro consumer. They've come a long way uh, from the Xbox unveiling, one. the abysmal, terrifying unveiling of the Xbox One. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happens when you actually get somebody that actually cares about video games and gamers in general. I mean, oh, you Spencer, can tell. Man. You can tell uh, when they made that pivot. They made a hard pivot. So, um, my only concern still is the price. I just don't know. I think they keep it around five hundred dollars. You don't think it's going to be six? You think they're going to eat no. that cost? You keep hearing these rumors too about PlayStation Sony having a hard time right now with the cost as well. Mm-hmm. They're just rumors, but there's always yeah. that one person that's right. So. so I don't know. I mean. We'll see. I'm, you know, Sony. I don't know. They're pulling out of everything left and right. So uh, I'm not going to count them out of anything. I'm not. I'm, not. I'm just saying that Xbox, Microsoft is out on top. You know, getting their word out, getting their message out. Of course, we haven't seen a price yet. We haven't seen really seen any games in action yet. But you know what I'm saying? They're out there. Right. All they really need to do is get. Out. Uh, we need to get the new games out. Give me all the new games. Yeah. You bought all these studios. I mean, you're taking the right steps. But if you're going to compete with Sony when it comes to exclusives, Sony's always going to win, hands down. I mean, oh, they've yeah. just got a good brand. Yeah. So. so, but I mean, I'm just saying on the word, getting the word out right now, I would think that Sony would I, throw something at you. I got an email today, and it was like, said something about, um, sign up to get uh, PlayStation 5 updates as soon as they become available and so on, or so on and so forth. And I thought it was from Sony, but it was not. It was from GameStop. So I was like, gosh, they're just trying to sell me something. Me rolling my eyes at GameStop. Yeah. yeah. So 
I don't know. I, I'm excited. I want I want to get this. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's what we've been playing for close to 20 years. So, um, I'm just excited for the new generation. I mean, it's it's gonna be fun to see what each company does. I mean, I like how Nintendo doesn't really care. They know that they they'll be fine doing their own thing. It's always the best time. New console cycle is always the best time. Yeah. Just for all the craziness and stuff. Um, I am kind of sad for E3. It's just not the same without Sony being there, you know, and you get Mm -hmm. those two big conferences. And I can remember, you know, when they did the Xbox One, everybody was, of course, Microsoft went first and did their whole spiel. And then Sony just come in and undercut them. And uh, you could just. Uh, Fatality, man. You just show the rug being pulled out from under them just right then. It's just like, wow. So. And, of course, you know, at the time, everybody was mad about the uh, always online, always connected stuff with the Xbox. Which almost anything pretty much is now, you know. this is It's, it's the world we live in now, and so I, I don't know. It's fun. We'll see what happens. we still got plenty of time. I'm sure Sony will do their own uh, show at some point because they pulled out a PAX and they pulled out a GDC so far. I remember right, those are the two. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. But speaking of uh, unveiling new stuff, new information, uh, man, Lucasfilm, Disney, they dropped the bomb last night, or I thought they did. Well, we knew this was in the plans for a while, though. They've been hinting at it in comics. You knew, and but I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I just happened to look on Facebook when it right when it dropped. So what we're talking about is the High Republic uh, publishing initiative. Now it's there's no movies or uh, games or anything tied into this. Is all publishing. So it takes two hundred takes place two hundred years before the events of the Phantom Menace and will show the height of the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order. What do you think? Are you excited? I might, I might give it a go. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I might give it a go. Taking a page from the MCU, Lucasfilm will roll out High Republican phases, with Phase 1 being dubbed Light of the Jedi. I know Charles Soule is leading off with the first novel. I'm trying to find the name of it right now. Uh, Light of the Jedi. Star Wars, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi. That's the first novel of this to come out of this whole initiative and I'm betting down the road you'll end up with a Disney Plus show or a movie because you know they've been ru- rumoring that uh, Old Republic movie for a while anyway well uh, they've supposedly said that this is just the only just the publishing initiative right now it has nothing to do with movies or anything so right now I, I know I'm saying down the road it'll it'll branch out uh, but it does not have anything to do with the uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, Kevin Feige, or the new movie from J.D. Dillard. None of those uh, projects have anything to do with this. It did say in this article I've got pulled up in front of me right now. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be books, uh, comic books, uh, children's books. 
Am I missing anything? Clay, I can't think of anything. Else. Um, I, I think, yeah, they've got like the teen books, mm-hmm. um, comic books, and just They'll regular novels. Children's, so. teens, adults, they're covering every every point on this one. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, some of that Old Republic stuff from the Legends stuff now uh, was really fun to read. Although a lot of the... R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, always get a tear in my eye when we talk about that. So, uh, anything else you want to bring up on that, Clay? Before we get into this crazy DC stuff, uh, I wouldn't even really call it crazy. The more I started researching this rumor, you're going to no, talk no, no, about no, no, no. The rumor, the rumor part of it is just a rumor. Uh, I'm just talking. The crazy for me is that they let uh, Dan. Is it? The the Dio is that how? The Dio and Donnie are all the way home. I always said the 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 Dio, you know, like Ronnie James Dio type of thing. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we were sitting over at Brandon's when we saw this news drop. Clay, wasn't it? Was that when we first yep. saw it? We said it's Friday night. Last Friday night, uh, DC Entertainment fired their co-publisher Dan DiDio who's been with them for a, I'm trying to find it right now Clay but it's been a long a long time now uh, he spearheaded the uh, Identity Crisis uh, New 52 Infinite Crisis I mean all this stuff it, uh, the Flashpoint thing and everything uh, he's basically, if you read comic books and if you read uh, 18 years he was with the company. If you read DC Comics, he was the face of the company along with Jim Lee and Jeff Johns, I think you'd say. If oh yeah, definitely, but God, I, you just lost the reins of the whole shebang. I mean, I mean, I read that he was trying to get this whole fifth generation thing going. Whatever was that? What was it called? Fifth generation. Five G stuff. Five G. Yeah. 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 First of all, how corny is it that you're trying to, you know, yeah, back back off a of cell phone, cell phone service stuff? <laughs> oh God, and that's just true DC fashion. So there's a lot of the solo uh, titles out there that DC gets right mm-hmm. uh, with certain writers, but. As a whole, a lot of their big events just suck. They're not fun. I think the last... I, I liked uh, Infinite Crisis and um, New 52. I liked Identity Crisis, too, actually. All three of those. Um, let's see, Final Crisis. Was was that Grant Morrison that did that? Yes. Yes, it was Grant Morrison-y, so, you know, you get what you get with that one. Um, yep. I, I did not. I like I like the Flashpoint stuff, but I did not like the new Fifty Two stuff when they tried to do the complete revamp and change everybody's. Well, not everybody's, but like Superman's costume. I think Wonder Woman's costume's fine, but like I don't know. That's when I started falling off the DC stuff quite a bit. So, but this rumor, uh, man, what is it? The rumor, um, the one I pulled up is uh, they quoted Ethan Van Skyver as saying that if uh, AT&T will close DC Comics if 5G fails. 
which was what uh, Dan Dio was pushing, was this 5G event. I'm trying to find the part of the article where it actually talks about <clears throat> the 5G stuff. Yeah. But that's all rumor. Um, I don't know. I mean, he was... It literally... I mean, I read into it. I read yeah. the link that was on there, but, you know, usually a lot of times you see rumors like that. I always like to see what other people are saying about it, yeah. like other... And no one else is talking about no, it. No, no. Eventually, this I mean, two, besides like a bunch of YouTubers. Well, let's take it with a grain of salt because these two rumors, or these two articles that I pulled, not the firing one, but, uh, well, real quick. So this 5G initiative was uh, said to see the classic characters replaced with new ones, such as a new black Batman with prices priced as high as seven ninety nine. It says that uh, 5G is the basis for all... Uh, I'm sorry, Dan DiDio was quoted as saying 5G is the basis for all DC Comics in the future. Uh, while we won't be going into what the future is, we want to show you what's happening now. We want to show you that what's happening now is a high level of planning. Um, I read one I read was that Scott Snyder who did Batman when they did the New 52 and it was one of the more well received ones. It was actually really good. It was only one of the new 52's uh, comics that I really stuck with uh, his and Greg Capallo's run but anyway yeah. he said he wanted his bat he wanted Batman to be left alone and didn't want to have nothing to do with it and so on and so forth and that him among others actually went and complained to DC and that's kind of what led to some of this or led to that's him that's crazy to think about that though God, but, that he just got fired like that because of Scott Snyder well playing it I, you know, I don't know. It's it's weird, but um, what I was saying, these two articles are from Cosmic Book News, so you can take that with a grain of salt. But I wanted to put pull it out there because the next one, they, they posted that, and then the next day they posted um, Marvel Rumor to Take Over DC Comics. <laughs> it was just dumb. I think some of it too was like trying to say like making Hollywood directors write comics, and I'm like, yeah. have they not learned from yeah. the past? Yeah. Oh yeah, those comics are going to come out so on time. No, not really. They're they're going to be late, like they always are when any kind of high profile person writes a comic book. Kevin Smith, for example, love uh, Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith's comic book writing. I thought his. I didn't see not knocking his writing. The whole rant is about they're oh, never yeah. on time. I've got you. That's true. I'm with you. I'm with you. Sorry, I was listening and trying to re- and checking out this article. It's so much craziness. Um, yeah, it's like ridiculous. It is pretty much what it is, and just and even trying to like sell like their properties off that that's stupid. Would, would they you, can still make money off the characters. Yes, I agree. I agree. If you ask me, I mean, I think it could be neat, but even if Marvel did take over those, I wouldn't want to see the two. Universes mix, you know what I'm saying? I would. It'd be like WWF and WWC or WCW, man. It just it, oil and water. But yep. I just don't think that I would want to see that. I don't. I mean, you know, like the occasional crossover and stuff, you know, that we've seen in the past, not in a long time, but it wasn't the most well done thing. But uh, the Marvel versus DC stuff and all that, it's fun for the moment, but. You know, I, I wouldn't want to see Superman and Captain America together all the time. Kind of, nope. type of deal. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I don't think it would work in the first place because 
it's two completely different types of heroes. You know what I'm saying? Or writing characterization. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Never mind. But that's another annoying thing, though, is where movie companies now will dictate what happens in the comics. Yes, that, yes instead of what it, sh- what it should be, is the comics dictating how the movies are because exactly. that's what they're borrowing from. Exactly. So. Uh, the biggest one of those for me is still the Nick Fury stuff, you know. But what David Hasselhoff being uh, Nick yes. Fury and Shield? Yes, but that was great. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I just it was perfect. I got, I got David Hasselhoff was perfect as Nick Fury. So it's and he starts singing in German. It was the weirdest thing ever. <sighs> Well, I can't remember some of those most famous songs because they're all in German. I don't speak German. But I, I will now. I mean, you know. <laughs> Anything for the Hoff. Yes, definitely. But I don't know. I just found it crazy and I wanted to talk about it for a minute because I don't see... I don't see it happening either. It's just crazy like how the internet just spreads lies like it does. Anybody can say a rumor or whatever and... Well, and then, then again, I do always like a nice rumor that is validated eventually, and somebody feels vindicated because they called out a long time ago. That's happened with Star Wars leaks and just recently with the Xbox rumors. Mm-hmm. So people are coming out saying, showing proof that they predicted this and that. I don't know. You never know with some people. Fake news and all. So, I don't know. It was kind of neat. It's kind of silly. It'll, I don't think it'll ever happen. Um Best wishes to Dan Dadio. That's what I'm going with. If anybody can correct me on that, I mean, I guess you can look it up on Google and get the proper pronunciation. But um, <laughs> I don't think I ever got to meet him or see him at any of the conventions we went to. You um, didn't meet him in Chicago? I don't remember meeting him. I met him. He wrote like a really funny thing on my comment because I was acting weird at the time. Where. Weird. I was cracking like a very lame joke to him. Where we laughed it? about it still. But. Where was it at? He was sitting right next to Jeff Johns, I'm pretty sure. I was, no. I don't remember. I don't remember meeting him, but that's, what was that, 2006 when we went to that? Jesus, no, nah, probably 2005. 2004. Uh, 2000, yeah, 2005, I think, actually, now that I think back. No, because I met Jeff Johns uh, and Tim Tim Sale, or not Tim Sale, but uh, Jeff Lowe together, I think, and so on. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. If it does, please keep the two universes apart. Uh, there's some talk at the end of this article about where Jeff Johns finally fin- It only took Jeff Johns two years to finish his Watchmen Doomsday Clock thing. Uh, whose fault was that? Was that Jeff Jones' fault? Was it John's or Frank or both? Or but Gary Frank has not really been known as someone that gets behind on deadlines. Yeah, no Brian Hitch. Neither was Jim Lee at one time, and neither was Sylvester and so on and so forth. So, well, yeah. I mean, I'm happy for all these people. I mean, they start out with no, aspirations no. to get in the comic book, you know, comic book industry. I know. I'm Jason, not I'm not saying that you're. Yeah. I know you're not, man. Yeah. I'm just just making a point here, but it's just I don't know. I'm just happy to see people become famous, whatever in the whatever they do. It just sucks that we don't get to see their art as often, like Casadas and Jim Lee's. Yeah, so. well, I don't really miss Casadas that much. 
Uh, I never yeah, was, was a, different. I, I never was the biggest fan. Uh, it was okay. Um, I think he got a little bit, a uh, little more crazy with his art. Uh, the further he went, the further along he went in his career. Um, his early yeah. stuff, I really did enjoy. Um, I think for me, um, it, it'll always be Jim Lee uh, as my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Of, of that oh, yeah. whole bunch. Um, there, uh, Michael Turner always holds a special place in my heart. But um, uh, gosh, his art was really good, though. Now that I think about oh, it, oh yeah, man. But that whole bunch, man. I, you know, but reading the X Men and then watching all them form image, you know, basically that was just the X Men crew, and then you know McFarland and Lars. Oh man, I remember. I didn't find the image stuff when I was a kid, though, man. Oh, I remember I, I was reading X Men, and everybody's like, "Oh," I was like, "All right, I'm gonna continue to read my X Men." And guess what? Ha ha! X Men still rule, bitch. I went. Um, what? <laughs> I went and looked. Uh, I found a Todd McFarlane Spider Man issue, and man, it was beautiful. Gosh, his art. Man, he could draw some spider webs, man. Yes, yeah, and his. Uh, I can remember his Ghost Rider. Because at the time, the new Ghost Rider had just come out, the Danny Keach Ghost Rider. And I can't remember who the original artist was on it right now. but Danny Keach. Nice Keach. But um, Let's just. He, had a, he had a hard time uh, drawing the flames on the skull and making them look, you know, realistic. You know what I'm saying? Obviously not. Oh, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> he said that, uh, I think it. Well, I can't remember who it is now. But anyway, he said that he was inspired by Todd McFarlane's uh, Ghost Rider when they did the Spider-Man Ghost Rider co- crossover in the McFarlane Spider-Man comic. You know, the one that they made just for him. Yeah. Uh, he said that was what inspired him. And man, gosh, his art was just awesome. But for me, it'll always be Jim Lee. Jim Lee's stuff just blew me away from day one. If Tom McFarlane could go back and draw Spider-Man, I'd pick up an issue in oh, a yeah. heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I, you know how much I'd love to see Jim Lee do a even just a splash page of X-Men work, you know, because it's been so long. Take all my money, Marvel. I'm telling you. It'd be great. This is, this is time for Jim Lee to jump, jump shit, though, from DC. Time to jump shit. I, I Come home. I personally would like to see Jeff Johns go back to Marvel. You remember his one little run on the on Avengers? Avengers. Yes. Yeah, where he got in trouble for that little thing yeah. with Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But uh, I've always been a I, well. I used to be a huge Jeff Johns fan, but I don't know. I kind of lost interest in his stuff. I don't know if it was just where he was writing DC or not. DC after the new, like I said, after New Fifty Two stuff, just really lost me. And they tried to pull it back in, but. I can't even tell you what all's going on over there, like with Superman and stuff. And you remember when Brian Michael Michael Bendis used to be a really good writer, and now you're at Superman, yep. and, it's, and it's absolute garbage. So I don't know. Do you think something will just work in the DC as a company, like or mandates that come down? You need to write terrible. I remember, something? I remember the debates we would have at the movie theater: Marvel versus DC, and. I thought Marvel or DC was doing okay with the Infinite Crisis. I mean, just all, I, in a whole, just Infinite Crisis fancy. and stuff, yeah. But, like, I'm just saying, after New 52, it just really hit the gutter. For the most part, there were some good ones in there. Uh, the Animal Man, 
uh, when New 52 come out was really good and Swamp Thing was really good. But, of course, all the good ones are the ones that they cancel because, quote-unquote, they aren't doing well. So, anyway, enough talk about uh, DC and Marvel. Uh, actually, Clem is asking one more thing, and then we will stop. Uh, your dream um, crossover could be characters, teams, whatever, DC, Marvel, what would it be? Or have you seen oh, it already? Man. I don't really think of anything. I don't really think I care about any of my favorite Marvel characters crossing anybody in DC because I just don't care about DC anymore. I think Batman Daredevil will be fun. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of people were always on that Batman Wolverine thing. But I never saw that as a good match. I could see the Daredevil one easier, more than that. Yeah. I would like to see, if I was going to, um, maybe some of the cosmic stuff from both of them, like some Green Lantern stuff and, I don't know, Fantastic Four or, you know, Guardians or something like that. Uh, I could see a pretty fun Guardians and, or not Fantastic Four, Guardians and, like, Green Lantern, Adam Strange type of thing. But, uh I'm with you. There's just nothing. They just don't mesh well together as characters. I don't. Nope. I don't think. So I just want to throw that out there, Clay, because I've been thinking about it for a minute. Who would I want to see? There's really nobody. I wouldn't pay to watch a movie. I don't think. I mean, maybe you put Kevin Feige's name uh, on it. You know, it could be comic gold or comic movie gold. So anyway, Clay. That's it for that. Anything else you want to say on that subject before we move on? I, mean, I guess I might as well go ahead. I mean, I did watch uh, Birds of Prey, and it was me. That's my review. Me. What's her name as uh, Harley Quinn? It's great. Margot Everything Robbie. else? Me. She was great. It. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was a good movie. It literally was a sad attempt just to have another DC property, and then we're going to throw in Harley Quinn. That's oh, exactly what it was. Okay. That's cool. To each his own. So it's all good. Uh, moving on though, Clay. Let's uh, let's take some emails this week. We got some emails to talk about. Emails. Um. Let's start with start with uh, Mr. Brandon Bradley. Uh, subject says, "Okay, I promise I will stop voice texting my email without proofreading them. Maybe." <laughs> But right, but probably not. So he says, if you could be any video game character, who would it be and why? I'm gonna stop there. We'll go ahead and answer that one. Who you got, Clay? I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's a question I've never really sat down and thought about. Hmm. Could, I could wish we, I was so. Could we do? So. A, could we do a team up and we could be overcooked chefs? Hmm. Sure. Since we beat That'd be great. Game, since we beat the game finally. And I have nothing to do with my life now. I do feel kind of lost too. I was thinking that myself. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anybody either right off the top of my head. Overcooked chef. What about what I'll guy? say this. I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say Doom. The dude from Doom. The Doom guy. Doom guy. Yeah. yeah. What if we What if we did another team up and did the Contra dudes? Well, what about if we're going to do a team? Oh, when we do the bad dudes, man? I, I, you got to save the president. I was the, Are you bad enough to save the president's daughter or whatever? I was headed that way. My next one was going to be, or we could just be bad dudes. 
That's what we should, that's what we're going with, Clay. We're just going to be bad dudes. Or if we're seeing double, we might as well be double dragon. No, we ain't going there. No, no. Well, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Are we talking arcade or Nintendo? You be Billy. You get to be Billy because Billy has a terrible name. <laughs> oh, no, Billy. That's what we've named our son, just so you know. Thanks, buddy. No, it's not. It's, wait, I thought it was like a Civil War era name that I was making fun of. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, here we go. Name, and by the way, on the on your kid's name, did you add any unnecessary consonants and vowels to it? Like no. X's and Z's? No. Nothing crazy. All right, good. Nothing crazy. Uh, Just check it, man. Question two. Still from Brandon. <clears throat> Which of these drawers was not a member of Thorne Oakenshield's company in J.R.R. Tolkien's novel The Hobbit? Ori, Gimli, Jwalin, or Baffer? It was Gimli. Yes. Gimli was in uh, the other one. <laughs> I completely forgotten. Oh, by the way, make sure you go download Yakuza 0. It's on Game Pass. And Kingdom Hearts 3. I've got it already in my queue. Uh, Lastly, uh, Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme? Oh, screw Krispy Kreme. Yeah, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. No, I... Actually, screw both of them. Give me, like, just a mom-and-pop donut store, because at least they make them with love. Yeah, I'll take Big O's. That's what I was thinking. I'll take Big O's. And Cookville, if you if you're in Cookville, go get some big O's. Bring it to me while I'm at the uh, Cookville Hospital. Um, that's it for Brandon's. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Uh, great questions. You try yeah, to Brandon. You try to Thanks. stump us with the uh, uh, Hobbit question, but thou shall not stump us. Uh, next up, we got one from Mr. Josh Powell. It says. What's been your biggest surprise about the podcast slash Facebook page so far? Anything you would do differently knowing what you know now? Clay, what's your biggest surprise? Man, I'm just here for the ride, you know? I I just can't believe we've done 28 of these things. That's that's about it, man. I can't believe you remember what number and if we can get this, And if we can get this other podcast off the ground, it'll be great. Um... Uh, so, Anything you would do differently? <laughs> not do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, not do the podcast, and by that, actually, probably be in bed right now. I mean, I am just exhausted. Yeah, but, we're we're, we're uh, closing in on the end. It's already in sight for once. Uh, I don't know anything you'd want to do different. I, I guess you can. Tell yeah, me, yeah. You can tell I want to do air. You know, I want to do interviews. You want to do in. interviews, but I want it to be the Himbo's Subway Hotline. So call in, it's the call-in lines. Exactly. We can do that with the Marvels of Skype. So, but we've already talked about that. We've already got those plans. In the, and there's nothing really that would change. It, the thing is with the podcasts and just from listening from different podcasts over the years, they evolve. When you go and listen to them in the present and the past, they evolve. That's exactly what's going to happen with this. So, well, you know, down the road, we might be giving you the the lottery numbers and talking about gambling and stuff. Like, oh, I remember that time because they went to the dark time gambling all the time, just giving us the over-under on horse racing in some small Florida town. Dash Hound Racing. Out Dash of, Hound Racing. Out of Sparta, Tennessee. Very weird. I was very uh, worried about it for a little bit. Yeah, uh, 
my biggest surprise is that uh, it's that well on the Facebook page side that we're over a hundred members. Uh, you know, I never would have. I thought it would just be like you and me and our close friends and so on and so forth. And it's uh, it's it, it's become its own thing and it really just surprised about the amount of people and the amount of interaction we've been getting uh, is really nice too like I said last week you know when we put these posts up for show stuff show purposes and people just really get on and have a good time with them uh, it's re- just really been fun uh, on the podcast side uh, I'm I'm just surprised that people listen <laughs> I, I, that was one of the reasons why um, I was always hesitant about doing one is because I was just always in my head. I was like, who would want to listen to me talk for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours about just I, what, whatever random stuff I, is on my mind. I can't wait dude, until we start instituting the one podcast a month where I'm allowed just to be free. Just to be free. You're talking about the unleashed. No bleeps. The, the unleashed. No bleeps. No bloops. Yeah, no bleeps, no bloops. Just so, say. Just let me just shoot the breeze. But, we'll be uh, good. Everybody be happy. There's that. Uh, as for different now, no, there's nothing I do different. Um, I, I agree with you, Clay. I mean, it the it's an evolving thing, and you just got to, you know, some things work, some things don't. Uh, I mean, I never, I don't see myself. I mean, I never have thought myself um, doing a podcast to anyone else but you, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, between that and our comic shop and our blah blah blah, you know, we're well, yeah. on our, we're way, well on our way to geek glory. So, how many about Saturday, Jason? Uh, so we went lottery, so we can buy that comic book. Well, if you'll start well, reading, the, you're gonna have to start reading the numbers off for us. So. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for that one. Uh, Glenn's up next. He says uh, it's, the subject is My Rushmore of Cartoon Theme Songs. He says, What's up, mates? All is well. A summer in the desert is all too near. My question this week is What are, is your Mount Rushmore of Cartoon Theme Songs? I will is he about to start singing that sing song about being in the desert rain? Where, yeah. <laughs> he says, <laughs> I will offer mine. All right. Uh, His are, let's see, Transformers Season 1, the original Scooby-Doo theme, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme, and the Spider-Man theme. Let me know what you guys think. Love the show, and admit it, this really is just an Alan Tudyk fan podcast. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) When I started this, I was thinking... I've got to figure out how to get two dick on here all the time. So, but the thing is, you know, he's not gonna laugh at us calling him two dick. He's no, he's heard us before. It. It's not the first time. So, it's gonna be great when somehow we pull it off and he is our guest. And happen. the entire time he doesn't laugh about anything. And he it's just takes very the questions very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is totally uh, not how this interview was supposed to go. No, Mr. Two Dick. Please. I was here to ask him my. Opinions on Girl Scout cookies, and now I'm just constantly saying two dicks. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mr. Two Dick. Glenn, I I do like your uh, choices here. Clay, any comments on what he threw up there? Uh, they're all very good. 
Well, now we're talking about theme songs, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. What would be your Mount Rushmore? Hmm. I think I've got mine, and it's oh, it's kind of with uh, Glenn's. Um, I would take Transformers, but I'd also throw in GI Joe. Uh, Scooby Doo would be on there. Um, that Spider Man theme is hard to beat. And number five's got me right now. I can't. Or no, that's it. Four. Yeah, that'd be mine. Well, definitely, right definitely, now. Transformers has to be on there. Um, and I think Teenage Mutant Turtles, that theme song. I was listening to it recently. I don't know. I just get all that random stuff in my Spotify, and it, dude, it was just pumping. And I was like, "This is just great." Just loved it. So yeah, definitely Teenage Turtles. But so it's that's kind of hard. So you got Turtles and Transformers. Now, I could also make a case for the Muppet Babies theme song. And I had another one, and it just completely slipped my mind. But the Muppet Babies, I used to sing it all the time when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know. Give me two more. Uh, DuckTales. DuckTales is excellent, yes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can change out DuckTales and put Dotsons. So. <laughs> Say Dotson. <laughs> yeah. Um... I can't say Ghostbusters because, I mean, Ghostbusters turned out with the movies. Yeah. And the theme song just carries over. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I have to, I, dude, I'll have to get back on that one. I you gotta think. You're going to leave it hanging on three. I'm going to have to. All right. <laughs> All right. We will come back to this. So, we shall see what Clay's Thank God, John Dawson. What about Flintstones or the Jetsons? There's a lot. Oh, I got one for you. What about Johnny Quest? Even though it's mm, mm. ah, that's a good theme song, oh, man. Ooh. Hong Kong Fooey, man, that's a good one. No. Great, thanks, no, Lynn. Now I'm gonna have a bazillion cartoons. I, I was gonna say you could say SpongeBob. I mean, SpongeBob yes. is pretty iconic. Yep. So I don't. I could, but that's one of those that could change every day. Like I was just sitting there thinking, oh, the gummy bears. See that popped in my head. Yeah, they can change any any day. Like you change the recording of the Oscar predictions. We all know it's true. Go back and listen to it, folks. We're going <laughs> to have an unleashed instead of Q anon whatever that's been going around. It's J anon. <laughs> I just know the real deal that's been going on. We're going to have an Unleashed episode, Clay, where you can unleash on all your conspiracy theories surrounding Thank you. me and the podcast and anything else you want to conspire about. Thank y'all. So, I really appreciate that. That is it for emails, Clay. Um, I'm going to handle the geek history stuff this week. I didn't get to talk to you about it. Um, today is George Harrison's birthday. was born today. In Wave Tree, sweet Liverpool, England. Best known as a British singer-songwriter and a member of the Beatles, George was the lead guitarist for the group and wrote the hit songs Here Comes the Sun and Something. Following the breakup of the Beatles, he released the album All Things Must Pass, which included the single My Sweet Lord, which topped the charts on both sides song. of the Atlantic. 
He died in 2001 from cancer, and because of his belief in Hinduism, his ashes were scattered in the Ganges River by his close family in a private ceremony, according to Hindu tradition. So, yeah, screw cancer, man. I tell you, as we know, here in Jamestown, they host every August the 127 yard sale, which is the world's longest yard sale. A couple of years back, because I always like to go and check and see if I can find some just some cool old albums to pick up some vinyl. Meth. And a guy had the All Things uh, Must Pass album. And I wow. passed on the album. And it still makes me mad. Uh, I think he wanted like 30 bucks for it. It wasn't in the best of shape. And I just don't see paying that much for, you know, a pretty raggedy copy of All Things Must Pass. So, there's that. That's your history for today. And Clay, I will give you a bit of bonus history. A big happy birthday to Ric Flair today. He is 71. Woo! Woo! So... I do do need to make an apology. It's been on my mind, mm-hmm. but I need to apologize to the small gas station in or in Kentucky. <laughs> so I did go out Sunday night for my birthday. I came back in town. People were like, "Hey, come out!" And I was like, "Well, you know, I'm gonna be on the road. I'm not gonna be driving." You now my coworker Michael drove, so I, I was like, "I can live with being slightly hungover." And so we went to this small gas station. I had to use the bathroom. I had I had to poop. Let's just let's just be real. I had to be I had to poop bad. And I go in there, sit down and raise hell. It was terrible. It was almost like a work of art. <laughs> but my realization is, you know, after getting ready to flush the commode, it would not flush. I'm like, oh my god, no! <laughs> you know, then then you start getting kind of just anxious, you know, anxiety, like, oh crap, I gotta make sure this flushes. So I check the back, the tank. There's no water, and I try to mess with the little water thing on the wall. It's nothing's turning on, and I can't just grab water because there's nothing to grab water, and just try to throw it in the tank where it make it flush. Man, I'm screwed. And I was like, I've got to avoid the awkwardness of someone else coming to this bathroom, following me up, and then getting to see my masterpiece, my Picasso. And uh, I immediately got out of there. Michael was outside smoking a cigarette, and I was like, get it out. Let's leave. I was like, did you at least buy something, purchase something? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that toilet's not working. So, yeah, I left a huge, huge piece of poop. Poops. Poop, poop eye. I don't know how I got out of that story without cussing. <laughs> but there you go. Well, I'm I'm really sorry. I just wanted to admit that for everybody. So make sure you always test that commode before you're about to lay down. So I'm just glad. I mean, just imagine if somebody was just waiting to go in there, man. <laughs> hey, man, let's, you might want to not go in there. And I didn't tell them either. Man, it was it was embarrassing, dude. I, I got out of there. I, mean, I felt so bad. It's not like, you know, it's funny to laugh about it now. But at yeah. the time, it's anyway, a different story, right? Always check that toilet 
before you make that deposit. So, other than that, I'm good, man. That's those are my stories. Well, uh, that's a wrap for this week, folks. <laughs> we're just going we're just going to end it right there with that one. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. Please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ram- search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram it's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Clay, where can everybody find you at on the social medias? Sweet JJ, the number one in the letter S. You can find me on Twitter at Jason76Z. And Clay, with that, we are out. Like, seriously, I really feel bad about that poop. <laughs> <laughs>